0: Oh, do Welcome to another episode of Unicorn Duct Unbecoming. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, are the best people on the planet, Jenna and the Alexes, both Anonymous and Alpha. How are y'all this week?
1: Y'all just bullied me into buying cosplay parts, so that I think that's <laughs> conduct ununicorn. Be- unicorn unicorn
0: so I told you, it's hard. It's hard. I had to, like, think not, about that one Not for gonna say time. the thing
1: I almost said. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, y'all me along with Steph, who is completely unaware of her at, like, addition into this foyer, <laughs> uh, bullied me into getting parts when I promised I wasn't gonna do body paint this year. <laughs> you guys. Don't make promises you don't intend to keep. I did intend to keep it, and then I got peer pressured.
2: <laughs> oh, good.
1: <laughs>
2: this is gonna be delightful, though, and then no one will feel bad about it.
1: I've also learned... Uh, to wear a morph suit and only paint your face and neck. Okay, instead of chest, arms, neck, and face, like I did that last time.
0: You said morph suit, and I saw Alex's face light up a little bit.
2: It always does at the yeah. morph suit.
0: Yeah, I was like, mm, this is gonna lead into an animorphs conversation.
2: Every day is just me trying to shoehorn Animorphs into every discussion I have.
0: This is accurate.
1: Are we? Are like? Are we? Are we setting it up so that like Alex is going to do an Animorphs cosplay, but it's going to be this horrifying half transformation? I suit. honestly
0: don't know why we haven't done that yet. We need to pick the most upsetting David Mattingly photo and just go mid morph. With it,
1: it's morphin' time, indeed. Mm-hmm. See, this uh-huh. is why you guys keep me around. I'm an ideas guy. She's gonna
0: end up being half axe, half cow. I
2: see. That would be upsetting, but like, I I really want to do the moose thing. Then, if this is what we're gonna do, this was so so. Alpha Alex in in the D and D show that that Jenna and I do, the Animorphs one. There was a morph that I was describing one time going to moose and like I described it as growing out the antlers with velvet and then rapidly shedding the velvet as it was like, you know, going to full moose. And so the words I used were bloody meat sheets and everybody was like, no,
1: no, it's not an inaccurate description, though, for like what happens with moose antlers.
0: Bloody meat sheets has never gone away, though.
2: It never
1: has. I mean, it's a hell of a band name. So metal.
0: It's
1: a hell of a band name. But be so
2: metal.
0: Uh, we could get a two-person one of the two-person horse costumes. And I'd
2: and find so somebody, somebody to be the head and I would be the butt.
0: Well, I was actually thinking that somebody else could be the butt and you could be the half-human morph. And then uh you could have uh you could have a t-shirt that says not an andalite bandit that you would wear around with your half horse self <laughs> Please yeah
2: can we can those be our suits
1: <laughs> I feel like that's just a merch Ooh. idea I feel like that's just a merch idea Can we idea just at that get point?
3: t-shirts yeah, all of us totally. that say not an andalite bandit? Can we just all have those? Oh,
2: okay, I'm on it.
3: We'll just walk around in like leggings and those T-shirts. But message Austin.
0: So one of the reward tiers in the D and D B Patreon is that you get uh, on a list as uh, declared not a controller, not a yerk. And I've I very much feel like I should get a certificate that I can mount on my wall that shows that I am not a yerk.
2: We've talked about that.
0: I know. I feel like that needs to be a thing. That needs to be something I can display in my house that I am not a yerk.
2: Do you want the same name that's on the site?
0: The not my crow name. Is that what you're talking about? No, no,
2: no. You're I believe that you are on the list of definitely not controllers. (laughs) You're visor twenty six or something. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So like
0: (laughs) So we read The eighth and, I believe, final Unicorns of Balinor book.
1: Weirdly, it doesn't super feel like the final book. No,
0: no, we'll get into that afterwards. But there are definitely things that do not get resolved. Like large, large things that do not get resolved. So I don't know if they were waiting for a a sequel series. And if so, I'd wonder how long it's going to be before Alpha Alex writes it for us. Jenna, what happened in the 8th book?
3: Good news, I'll tell you. And also, Sophie will tell you what I miss in the background. The little borking? Yeah, that's what she's saying, is every detail that I missed. If you can't understand it, then you learn dog. Balinor is saved. Hooray! Well, maybe. A small cat finds her way into the muse at the Royal royal palace, searching for a position as a warrior. A warrior cat? Never gonna catch on. It turns out this cat Odie has a. Sorry, I made myself trouble. Um, this cat Odie has a message for the princess wrapped up in a collar that feels like cold eggs. My life is hell. <laughs> Why have they given me this imagery? Ari, Chase, Finn, Finn, and the crew discover that the message contains an invisible map that they must follow to finally complete their mission of ridding Balinor of Evil the crew packs up for one last ride and sets out to the land formerly, formerly known as the Valley of Fear and currently known as Terra Incognita. Because because of course it is. They tell the royal court that they are going to take Lori home and everyone is like, oh, thank God, and don't push the issue much, much further. Along the way, Ari and Odie get abducted and locked away in a fish cellar because Moloch and crow form... Plan to gift her to his new master, the Kraken, who arise from the pit when the ominous comet overhead reaches the Valley of Fear. Chase and the crew find Ari thanks to Thoughtspeak. Yes, they actually fucking say the words Thoughtspeak. And they set out on the Dawnbreaker across the 6th Sea. When they get there, they find the mysterious person who sent the note. Or rather, he finds them. It's the archivist, Archon, who fled the day of the Great Betrayal with all the family's most embarrassing correspondence. And also important documents and chotchkis. Archon tells Ari that Chase and tells Ari and Chase that they must finally use the magic in the scepter that has gone dormant over the course of this trek to redirect the comet so the Kraken can't gain any power and therefore cannot rise. Link reveals that he has actually been a little toad boy this entire time. Oh, and also he's the Link to the Gap. He takes him to a land called Blossom that sounds like both an amazing plant lover's dream and also a migraine and allergy hell since it's filled with all the plants from all of the realms from there they say fuck it and decide to go straight to the valley of fear and fight this chump moloch and save the world again Ari and chase battle moloch in its true unicorn form well mostly chase battles while ari holds the dead scepter in the air in the end ari has to dismount from chase and stands right over the gross hand that's clawing its way out of the pit in order to release the full power to push the comet away Link or Gully Toad or whatever his toad name is leaps into the hand to distract it. (laughs) Sure. And everything goes off without a hitch. Ari lets Moloch go so he can lick his wounds and probably reorganize his thoughts for round three because we all know that if you don't kill a bad guy, the rules say that they have to keep coming back. Ari, Chase, Gully Link, and Archon return to Archon's makeshift home and inform the others that the war is finally won and Atalanta shows up a la Zordon in the new crystal ball that they have to tell them that they did a great job and to transform Link back into a dog, permanently shutting off access to the Gap. Lori Carmichael may never be able to go home, at least until they find a new Link, because Ari is totally keeping her super sick dog frog. That's it. Like, they don't find her family. Nothing. They don't don't do none of that.
1: They're just like, we'll get there. I'm glad you mentioned that Lori can never go back to Earth because she seemed creepily jazzed about it. Yeah. Like, I know they've sort of alluded to Lori being afraid of her dad, but it was that moment that I was like, oh, oh, there's some dark undertones to this. Like she was way too
3: cool. Nobody is that happy to never go home again. When I was a kid,
1: I was always like the idea of being the magical person to go save the world and all that. And they were like, "I just want to go home." I was always the one who's like, "Why? Why do you want to? This is so much better." Even I would still like mourn the concept of never seeing my family again. Like even when I was a kid, and the only thing I could like perceive of was adventure. Like. I, I don't know. There, there's something dark there that I don't know how I feel about.
0: So I, there were a bunch of issues that I had with it. First of all, the old mare in the mountain, who's the balance to the Kraken, never shows up. The Kraken, who was a spider and in Intia's room, was now buried in hell. And all the magic went away until the Kraken came back. And I'm like, but the Kraken was back a minute ago. The badass shadow rider unicorn was now a bird. And they kept telling me in this book that the deep magic requires balance. It requires balance. There has to be balance. And I'm like, and then in the next breath, they would say, we have to destroy the evil magic wielder. And I'm like, but that's not how balance works.
3: That's a very Jedi mindset, actually.
0: Yeah, it's very one-sided. And I don't understand what you mean by balance anymore. Because as soon as you killed Entia, the Kraken came back. And I don't think you know what you're doing in terms of balance. And I don't think balance has anything to do with it. I don't know. I got I got kind of annoyed at that that feature of it.
3: Only a Kraken deals in absolutes, Tim.
0: Uh, that's it. That's it. And then, yeah. They didn't resolve the family issue. Link was a frog. It wasn't her brother. I don't know if this
2: helps, but I did just message Mary Stanton asking her these questions and offering that she could come on the podcast and tell us if she wanted.
3: Please tell me you really did. Please tell me you really, really did.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) I don't know if we should encourage her to let. We're a little vicious at a couple of points about this book. (laughs)
2: It's fine. Listen, she's getting back
1: from falling off
2: her horse. She broke her leg. She's getting back into the swing of things.
1: So you want to kick her while she's down? She knows what she wrote. uh, Well, that's the thing.
0: I don't think these are necessarily, these are not problems that I have with what Mary Stanton wrote. These are problems I have with the book series being done yeah, right here. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the, the the balance of power thing, okay, fine. That's a that's a Tim that's a Tim issue. But then the the not resolved family, the not resolved, you, you know, those types of issues, that's just where they decided to stop the book series and that's not yeah. that's not Mary Stanton's fault. I'm sure she would have wrote me more books.
2: Yeah. You specifically focused on those
1: questions.
0: Yeah, she would have happily passed the torch to Alpha Alex. Maybe that's what I would have taken
1: good. the mantle with grim <laughs> <Yeah>. determination. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you that book series would no longer be Scholastic approved for like ages, <laughs> ages like seven and up. It would, it, they, it would they, get really intense really fast.
0: You know what? Do you animals. know Worse. You know what? We would lean hard out of though. We would lean hard out of the airy chase relationship. I feel if you took it over.
1: Would we? I mean
0: I, I do. I, I mean do.
1: I, there there are a couple of things that I would probably like put put in in a different light. Um who knows? I might lean really hard into the Lori Ari angle because that's I'm still what I think I'm we would still get. taken with the whole like I'm fine, the babies are fine, which like is just a very married couple interaction <laughs> yeah, today.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: but it's it's fine. It's fine. It's cool. It's and we fine. would get
0: way more Lori Toby interactions.
1: Would, there would was... there would be a really cool love triangle, but instead of Ari being the main character, because like in the in the love triangle, because that would be obvious, it would be Lori Carmichael. Lori yeah, would be, be cool. the object of everyone's interest. I really like Lori Carmichael, you guys. <laughs> I yeah. really like. Like I hated her as a kid. But like as an adult, I'm like, to be perfectly frank with you, she's reasonable. Very whiny, but very reasonable. Like, there is nothing she has complained about after getting into Balinor that I was like, well, that's that's dumb. That's on un- that's who would think that? Uh there was an
2: undertone in this book of like another sort of redemption arc with Lori and Trisna. And we never got any more detail i think i said her name wrong but the the unicorn that she rode the the mare
0: i okay i read it as Tirza.
2: yeah it could be Tirza. i could be saying it wrong cuz i didn't focus that hard on it cuz i wasn't recapping the book so <laughs> i just kind of glossed over it uh, but uh yeah she had like this like interaction with her that like almost seemed like she became very reverent of the unicorns again and like there was going to be more to it and then like it just never happened
0: I always like assume whenever you get to the last book in a series that the the author and like this could be way off, but this is just how I view it. It happened in uh, Ex Machina with Brian K. Von. too. I always just assume that uh, they're happy-go-lucky writing along, writing their story, and then they're like half or three quarters of the way through. And the book company's like, cut it off. This is it. And so they have to just deal with like no space to finish off a story. So, I like, I, I'll i get mad at stories. I don't often get mad at authors because I always assume it's somebody else's fault mm-hmm. when I don't get everything that I want.
2: You know who I mean? That?
0: K. Alpha, Alpha Alex? Uh, well,
2: yeah. yeah, maybe also Alpha Alex, but K. Applegate <laughs> is where I was going with that thought, Tim.
0: <laughs> we could just start calling Alpha Alex AA Applegate.
1: That won't be confusing at all, given that that is. <laughs> Not any of my name. (laughs) Also, why are we continuing to add A's to my name? Why are we doing (laughs) more of that? Alex Applegate.
0: Alex is going to be helping giving out roadside assistance soon.
1: I I will just continue collecting names like a dragon hoarding gold. (laughs) Until I sound like a Russian Sarina from like the sixteen hundreds. oh yes, the plot
2: of Ricky Ticky Tavi. There, there, never mind. Read books. Stop watching movies and read a goddamn no, book once in a while.
1: Ricky
0: Ticky Tavi was a mongoose.
2: Who had a lot of a names? Mongoose. Yeah.
1: I'm just trying to figure out what he has to do with <laughs> Russian royalty. He had a lot of he names. Had lot of- <laughs> he had very many names. I followed you. Is, I, I got,
2: got you.
3: it. <laughs> the Ricky, sentence tiki, started with I'll collect names.
2: <laughs> and then...
1: <laughs> Ricky tikki tavi was three, which is a horrible amount of names to have. Never, never but then mind. when you it, get Alpha Alex Applegate, you're like, "There's too many names.
2: What is our standard, guys? Where are <laughs> no, we headed with on. this?
0: <laughs> hold on. I, I, s- scratch the AA Applegate. That's gone now. He's not Ricky Tiki alpha Alex.
1: No. <laughs> no, I sound like I'm I'm a children's like YouTuber that parents hate because all my content is loud and repetitive. I am billion surprise toys but a person.
0: <laughs> and also I think you have to fight a cobra. I I think that's
2: part part that of is, the That
1: is just my a fan cobra fiction right in its face. <laughs> See, I knew you'd be up for it. My paralyzing fear of snakes aside,
2: <laughs> I've watched you punch a kraken. I didn't think a fucking snake would be a problem.
1: I it was okay. Thing number one, it was not a kraken. Thing number two, I I just got into stance. All right, I didn't like. I no, didn't there was fight a full on punch. There was a full. There punch. was a full we on punch. Yeah,
0: we saw it. You punched an inflatable tentacle. We all saw it. <laughs>
1: I was startled.
0: So given, given context, when we went to an escape room, there was a surprise Cthulhu beast that inflated and it, it did catch Alpha Alex off guard and Alpha Alex ready to defend herself at a moment's notice.
1: There is a reason whenever I go into like the Bush Gardens Halloween haunted mazes, which you guys are coming this year to that. We're all going to go because I think that would be super fun. There's a reason why oh, I yeah. have my hands in my hoodie pockets and I hold <laughs> physically onto my pockets. It's because they are doing their jobs and I have no right to be a reflexive <laughs> asshole. I know who I am as a person, and I know that when I hear a sound, I immediately square up. <laughs> like, just be alone in my house, and like, something will fall down, and I immediately turn, like, I'm gonna punch whatever demon is haunting my house. <laughs> Don't call the exorcist, call an ambulance, because I'm about to send him <laughs> back to hell. Like,. <laughs> I'm just, I am ready to fight at a moment's notice, which is insane, because if you interact with me for more than 20 minutes, you know that if you even raise your voice to me slightly, I cry. <laughs>
0: I st- Don't call an exorcist, call an ambulance is the best tagline I've ever heard for a summer blockbuster.
1: Fuck yeah. I- tell you right now if there was a movie that was a horror movie but all of the people in the horror movie had reflex like reactions like (laughs) a startle reactions like i do and it's just like this serial killer who just keeps repeatedly getting punched right in this like stupid hockey mask i have watched the shit out of that movie. I would too. Dude, that would make an awesome movie
2: for you don't know who the killer is till the end because everybody just keeps reflectively <laughs> punching and they've got to like go through the plot until they find the one who's not doing it reflexively. But
3: the killer never actually fucking kills anybody. It's everybody else knocking each other out and the yeah. spiky shit. That
1: would be so good so though. It would be we- so funny.
0: 10 alpha alexes in a house we tell them that there's a killer there is no killer
1: we call
2: the killer the cobra oh no oh there's more dog
1: opinions happening here it's full circle now um so balinor the unicorns of balinor um I don't think this series was finished with this book. I don't know if she just decided that she wasn't writing them anymore or they didn't get they weren't as popular when the last one came out or her contract was up and she just didn't renew it. Like, I don't know what the deal was, but this should not have been the last book.
0: No, 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 absolutely not. And it's like very, very, very should not have been the last book.
1: Like, I mean, don't introduce a new, like, here's the thing. Look, if you're gonna make a book the last book in the series, it should have been the seventh, the last one that we just read. Like, I I mean, don't get me wrong, I am pleased that there was more, but like, you could have just not introduced the Kraken Mm-hmm. at all and it would have even if she had never found her parents and it was sort of one of those like well the journey continues kind of endings which is which is fine i don't mind those kinds of endings uh-huh it would have been more satisfying than introducing an eleventh hour bigger protagonist like bigger uh-huh. antagonist having it resolve within one book than having like all of this other additional stuff added in. Like if you're going to introduce the Kraken, cool, that's another 8 books. Mary, we yeah. need we need 8 more books to to resolve this because you introduced a villain that is quite frankly much scarier.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And he goes out in a way lamer way. I I don't know. Like
0: No, it, I Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I I feel like the the airstrike, the Celestial Unicorn airstrike on Antia, although it was a little bit not satisfying in the fact that it was over too quick, but I feel like it was a much better sort of like climactic point to the book series than anything that happened in this book. Absolutely. I mean,
1: look, a a villain gets stabbed to death into paste by a bunch (laughs) of unicorns headbanging into it. I know, that should just... There's no way to be unsatisfied with that. That is how I want to go.
0: That should be a couple of of chapters, at least, that battle. And they stab and and
1: stab and stab and stab and stab, (laughs) and it goes on for four pages, and Tim's like, yeah, this is what I wanted. You can only describe repeated stabbing so many ways before, at that point, you're just making chutney.
0: I would also have liked it if... You know, we talked about the gnome that was stuck on the The, the, the unicorn's horn. Yeah, if if Antia had been found on a unicorn's gnome, just
3: found on a unicorn's gnome.
0: Gnome? Nose hair horn? What do you call it? I don't know. I'm having problems over here. Yes.
1: Yeah, the bony protrusion.
0: Yes, his narwhal. Yes,
1: his Uh, narwhal.
0: Uh, I I would like for Antia to just be stuck there forever.
2: Dude, that would be the coolest fucking way to bring him in for, like, to come to justice, is that, like, one of the unicorn, like, Numenor comes forward, and, like, there's just the shifter. Because, like, I think when they described, like, the repeated stabbings, he kept shrinking, 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 mm-hmm. and it's now just, like, the tiny, like, mangled bat as he's, like, coughing out his last breath, and, like, Numenor tips down his giant golden head, and the bat, like, sh- 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 off of his horn, and then they oh. have to like interrogate nah. him.
0: So they have a they have a noose set up, right? And they put the little bat head in the noose, and then the unicorn just slowly backs away till he comes off, and then drops. Jesus Christ! That's how I would have done it. That's how I would have done it. Yep.
2: <laughs> I need a bat sized noose, please. <laughs> you mean a string? <laughs> <laughs>
0: some yarn. I'm really terrified. Okay, Alpha Alex has just ducked off the camera and I'm worried that she's going to come up with a little bad
1: news. Y'all
3: done broke her like you broke me the other day.
1: <laughs> I'm tiny bats. <laughs> it's gallows. <laughs> oh my- the, the
0: the thing where they put your head in your hands. Yeah, in it the and it's Barbie's little... gallow
2: dream house. We've got it, Tim. <laughs> <Sam.
0: laughs> his little his little bat tums are hanging there. Oh, no, right. his tums.
3: <laughs> All right. I need a little stained right. glass though. That is just like a, a gallows with a bat hanging in it. Now,
1: <laughs> so Swan, like, This we is we my need, unicorn. We need the our stained glass. <laughs> I am moving, and I am going to be doing helmet improvement projects. Clearly, that's what needs to be in my bedroom. (laughs) Clearly. Um, Hey, sweetie. Do you like what I've done with the place? Uh, Is that going to be hovering over us as we sleep? It sure is, honey. The specter of death is inescapable.
0: Random bat- flies through windows like oh crap i ended up inside somebody's house looks around sees bad gallows Is like oh shit
1: <laughs> so uh this is probably outing myself more than i should on this podcast i've already done that a bunch of times so who cares <laughs> um when i was a child i was an interesting child um and when i would be playing with my barbies and my dolls and stuff by myself don't know how i got into this but like the idea of witch trials fascinated me
3: oh no absolutely
2: (laughs)
1: yes i'm here my playroom and you would have these things of yarn hanging from the (laughs) yes (laughs) yes
3: don't worry you're not
1: alone the world's worst garland and then you'd see like other barbies like tied to rulers and, like, I'd stick the rulers in Play-Doh so it would stand up. And then I would, like, oh dance God. around it with, like, ribbon dancers <laughs> fire. And I would scream. So Dude, <laughs> that's what I'm saying is the concept of horrifying execution has always been funny to me.
0: Walks in, sees Alpha Alex Child doing this, walks back out believing this is this is how you got Leatherface like I don't know how <laughs> else it happens
1: oh god if I had died in my teen years I would have been a spooky ghost child no one would have convinced <laughs> me otherwise like like going through the last vestiges of puberty and becoming an adult were the only things that kept me from being a horror movie villain <laughs>
0: That's your that's your quote for the autobiography.
1: So, what is the opposite of my villain arc? Because that's what it was—my <laughs> not being a villain arc. I a tiny that it's, bat noose is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over a tiny bat <laughs>
0: I I love that it wasn't hero arc; it was opposite of villain arc
1: most opposite of villain. It's just not being a villain. <laughs> re- a re- it's still a redemption arc though, right? Just to become... I mean, is it a redemption arc if, if what I'm literally doing is going, I guess I won't take the evil route. Like that's a redemption <laughs> yes, arc. That's a redemption. I would say that's a redemption arc because I mean, the other route is going evil. I am but a neutral shopkeep. I am a true neutral <laughs> shopkeep friend. <laughs> just an npc i just show up i make a couple of catty one-liners
2: for adventures that i that i partake in that yeah sorry this is no sorry my world's shifting i need a minute
0: alpha alex is the barkeep that gives us our our quest as a group
2: the literal
1: barkeep that gives us quests (laughs) Yep. i'm aware of who i am i'm aware (laughs) i'm an npc (laughs) My goal is to be the NPC that if the developers ever acts for whatever reason, the fan community is so angry that they <laughs> retcon the death. I'd come down through the roof right then and there. Absolutely. I just want to be Misery and for everyone that knows me to be the Annie Wilkes.
0: So Alpha Alex's eulogy from me will be, you truly were the NPC that we will all be mad to have lost.
1: I have a lot of concerns that the implication being that I'm going to die <laughs> within the immediate future. No, no This, no, is, no. this could, could be years from now. eulogies. Yeah, yeah. This
2: will be like tomorrow. We're doing eulogies all the time now. Yeah. This yeah. is our
1: new thing. I mean, Isn't I our will old say, thing? I like the idea of attending my funeral. Like, at least as a ghost or something. Because, like, I want everybody to have to kiss my ghost ass. Like, I want everybody to, like, talk about, oh, well, she was such a gentle soul. And it's like, I shouted all the time. What are you talking about, Gladys? Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's what I want. So So if we're going to jump in, also, for mentioning the really important sacred ritual that was essentially marriage with Ari and Chase, I don't... That, that's like a big deal in the yeah. last book yeah it's not mentioned in this one
3: no no except there was this one point in this book that made me rethink that entire um that entire situation um where they did talk about Ari coming into her power fully and that phrasing made me like it just flashed my brain back to that whole ceremony and I was like, okay, so a being that represents the moon gave her a red veil, and she came into her full power.
1: This is a period oh my thing. God. This is entirely a period thing. I mean, yeah, it's a book for like eight-year-old girls. But, but I, I hate that I didn't pick up time. on that.
2: I hate that I didn't, that it. I I didn't, didn't realize
1: it till just now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Tim might not know this because he did not grow up as a girl, but we all have a unicorn guide that like shows up right as we're getting our first yeah. period, uh, and then you know, marries us to our other unicorn guide. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then it all sort of dissipates as soon as we're on like our fourth or fifth period. Yeah. It's why we're always sad on our periods. It's because we remember the unicorn, like, collective that we have lost our deep connection with. It's like a period of mourning. That's why they call it a period. Yeah.
0: I feel like you're going to be in trouble for letting me in on that secret. No, no. Everybody yeah, I mean, knows. No.
3: Um, also, I just thought about how fucking convenient it would be if you had, like, a unicorn that its horn was just, like, a tampon dispenser. You're about to and say it a tampon. Yeah. i be so dispenser. mad. Dispenser. Dispenser. <laughs> i you like, added Dispenser. Dispenser. You take that off, but she's got like little OBs on it, you know? You just, it's like those pencils that you take the top off and you push it up through the bottom and then there's oh, yeah. more come out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you just like what take it off. when
1: you get to the end of the use of not I don't know. It just becomes a horse.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what I'm picturing? You go through menopause.
1: Now. No.
0: Oh. Every time she does the motion of removing something from the horn, you know those little conical paper cups on the water cooler, Yeah, exactly like that where you just pull one off and there's yeah. another one right underneath it yeah i hate all of it
3: i <laughs> didn't i don't love it i just it would be convenient though
0: i'm i'm going to leave for this conversation
1: yeah t- tim's not ready to be part of like the inner not a, the the, nope. the, the that's inner what the whole book the feminine mystique is about yeah the the, whole book, the feminine mystique is about uh, the magical unicorn guides that we lose upon the yeah. third or fourth period. It's not
3: our fault that you didn't read it.
0: Yeah, like, I wonder. So do they? Do the unicorns just go and get back in line to get reassigned?
3: See, we're not allowed to know that.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, okay. that's like Fair. that's like knowing the true face of God. We're yeah, not, exactly. <laughs> we're not
2: allowed. And you know, the girls don't know to ask the young ones that are
1: experiencing Yeah. Them, so.
3: Yeah, we Best all do wonder what land. happened to our unicorns, but like,
1: you know, he wanted to Which... open a coffee shop. I hope he he got his dreams. Aww. what fresh hell have we descended into? <laughs> what madness!
0: Just, he's got a goatee and a man bun and some some.
1: Oh God, no! Unicorn my unicorn glasses. was sun chasing. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs>
2: I never knew. <laughs> what
0: is... I'm pretty Nickelback.
3: sure mine was Toby.
2: Unicorns.
0: What, wait, what?
2: Was Nickelback you know Nickelback Unicorns? got their name. That was like a four-part four, four part leap. You know how Nickelback <laughs> got their name, right? No. So the guy, the lead singer from Nickelback, used to work in a coffee shop, and everything ended in 95 cents. So every time people buy coffee, they'd say, do you, do you want your Nickelback? And then he's like, that's a good band name. So they made Nickelback. So I went. I was like... Alpha Alex, coffee shop dreams, unicorn works in coffee shop. Nickelback is Nickelback unicorn.
1: <laughs> All right. Hey, yeah, I follow. I got there. All right. Yeah. Nickel- yeah, Nickelback sweet.
0: does sound like a like a type of unicorn. Nickelback sounds like a pirate oh, he's a, unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Nickelback unicorn.
1: Nickelback, the stabber of the high seas. Okay,
0: a a a a, a pirate unicorn wears eye patch on horn has horn patch
2: that defeats the purpose
1: does it
0: It, it, mm. of what i feel like it would look like
1: a really ineffective (laughs) like dancer belt or cup or something (laughs) like i don't think that would have the effect you were kind of hoping unless you cut the horn off
3: or you cut a hole so you slide down on
1: This is is getting weirdly uh, (laughs) evocative of something else. I don't know how I feel about this.
2: (laughs) See, I feel like we're in a boardroom talking about like new accessories for our line of unicorn dolls and how to get the kids to pay more money to us via their parents. And like we're at this stage where we're just failing idea after idea.
3: It's what you have to do until gold pops out.
2: So, yeah, you got to keep going. We have to keep pushing through this eyepatch unicorn mm-hmm. idea until mm-hmm. we get something. Yeah.
1: You got to give Look, all the nickels man, back. They, do you guys not remember the absolute craze that was the slime pooping unicorns? Oh, my There's God. There's only yes. one yeah. direction to go and it is up. <laughs>
2: oh, so one direction is unicorns now.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can I can get down for that. Except One Direction's a little bit, you know, it's 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 no longer like really hip with the kids, as they say. Uh, so hear me mm. out. BTS unicorns.
3: <gasps> I fully, uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. I support this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think they're already unicorns. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
0: all
3: yeah. aren't
1: they UN ambassadors? Like, aren't they goodwill <laughs> ambassadors for the UN? Probably.
0: Now? Probably. I did hear recently that they are doing military service right now some of them are the mandatory military oh. oh my
2: So they're fighting the shifter right now as <gasps> we speak
0: Yes yes
2: Nice God that's can a you imagine, really good soundtrack for fighting
1: Can you imagine what it would be like to be serving on the military with a member of fucking BTS no.
2: Yeah no. because didn't that happen like back in like World War 2 or like th- didn't that happen where like BTS Elvis was well known. Elvis was, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: There were
0: several, it. several instances. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Stewart.
3: Jimmy Stewart was the one that so I was much. trying to think
0: of. Um, also, I think Roger Stalback got drafted by the Cowboys, but then had to do his his time in the Navy before he could play for the Cowboys. And I always wondered how that would be too. You got a guy. I thought this draft. was just a
2: drafting joke because you did the. I thought no, you were just going to be like, yeah, got, this
1: guy got drafted by footballs. <laughs> he got drafted by the footballs
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm still reeling from bat news, so we need to like <laughs> we, we need to okay. move like, i have a rough image okay. of
3: how i think that this um stained glass needs to go it's very i mean just, just super rough uh i i just started it <laughs> and finished it within half a second so
2: may I, that's what i'm going from
3: yeah no he doesn't have t yet alex
2: Oh no yeah. no different yeah. different question. Okay. Obviously the teefers are coming. Yeah. That's clear to me. Uh is it a full structured stained glass or is it a like the noose? No, I want him to be free is, hanging. Like,
3: yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yes. the noose is Perfect. like a chain.
2: So it's he, like a sun catcher.
3: So he mm. can spin. Yeah, exactly.
0: So how many how many letters did you have to guess wrong to get that image? At least three. three. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh no, <laughs> we're same same.
0: I am going to ask that Jenna posts that art on some form oh, of social no. media. Post it before oh, this like episode comes that. out with no do explanation, it right now.
1: no context, yes. with no context, no explanation. I love that. <laughs>
2: That's funny okay. because the other another version of that game is horse. And now we're playing that. <laughs> we're just we're great. We're doing great here today.
0: So, while Jenna is posting that to social media, I am going to ask Anonymous Alex a a term that I'm not sure if it's a horse term. But I read it and it's a word I don't know what it means. Uh, at one point they talk about riding pillion. If I'm pronouncing that right, I don't know what that means. I don't have a clue in the world what that means. So I'm going to find out what that means.
2: It is a smaller pad behind the saddle for another person to ride in. So it's just like a... So it's two-seater horse. Two-seater. It's a two-seater horse is what it is. Okay.
1: Horses love it.
2: Always. I've definitely not done that and definitely not gotten my friend bucked off my horse doing that.
0: So, Okay. Are saddles designed for this? No. Or is this like no, this it's is a, like it's a this pad is like horse add-on. horse horse skitching?
2: It's n- no, because they do that and it's skidjoring. Um, oh, okay, okay. But no, it's just it's a second pad like behind the saddle where somebody sits. So it's literally like it was originally just like another like animal skin pad that they just put to like cover the horse's back and then they, you know, as they do, build oh, okay, it up into okay. another like little pad. But Okay. Yeah. It's like an add-on pad that you put. And I imagine, I didn't go super far into this because I've never done this, but I'm imagining that you just put that pad on and then the saddle over top, and it's just kind of created like a little temporary second seat.
0: Okay, got
3: it.
2: Okay, I have
3: posted to the Horse Girls Instagram.
1: Yes!
0: Great, so everybody can go back to past Horse Girls Instagram and find The art. You should be able to tell which one is Bat News art. I imagine it'll be pretty obvious. I mean, I don't know though. We could go on a tear of Bat News stuff. Who knows? So, okay. What about Unicorn News?
2: I'm so delighted at the news that I have found. Okay. So, you guys, what's one thing that you would have always dreamed of as a seven-year-old child?
0: Meeting Optimus Prime.
1: Okay. Being whisked away to a magical world where I have powers.
2: Very close to that. What if the magic was brought to you in your yard in the form of a unicorn that you could keep and, t- and take care of? Is this the
3: thing where you do, do I finally get my statue?
1: Are we getting the giant unicorn statue that we can paint? <laughs> not yet oh damn it it's i'm sorry it's
2: like it's like okay i should have never done this i should have just stated the news like i do every single time i don't know why i decided to go whimsical it was a bad move i okay now my news sucks it's just that los angeles county officially issued a unicorn license to a little girl to be able to keep a unicorn Because she wrote them a letter saying that she really wanted it. And let me, they do have stipulations of what she has to do. So here's what she promised when they did this. She has to feed the unicorn watermelon at least once a week, because that's their favorite. And she has to polish the unicorn's horn at least once a month with a soft cloth. And any sparkles or glitter must be non-toxic and biodegradable. Oh my
3: goodness. This is lovely.
0: (laughs) I love this news so much. And I believe that this is the reason that government should exist yeah. to mm-hmm. just give little girls unicorn licenses. Yes, yep. That is, I would put up a, with a lot of crap if I knew that more kids were getting unicorn licenses.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. It is the first of its kind that was issued, so she's the the only one. And like this article goes on, where like she she talks more about like they generally live in the magical forest of Scotland. Like she did her research to like submit this license.
0: That's so great. That makes me so happy. I
3: hope that next week somehow uh, magically, because of course it would have to be magic. We do discover unicorns, and then this little girl is like, fuckers, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) get some. I'm getting my unicorn.
0: Oh, if there's any justice in this universe, that will happen.
1: And then uh, one particularly beautiful unicorn will come down. And despite the fact that it is human intelligence and will have a good copacetic and symbiotic relationship with this little girl, will still make her clean its poop with a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I am never going to get over <laughs> that detail. No. no. There should be unicorn squat toilets there should be something that they can use like just stand over this trough the thing is I'm there don't acknowledge it. Like how we never like see Link go to the bathroom in legend of Zelda. It's like, we know it happens, but like, we don't need to acknowledge it and we can pretend it's not happening, but no, she specifically talks about mucking out unicorn stables and, and the bucket and all that. So she's opened the door for these questions.
3: Mm -hmm. It is in the world.
1: It is in the world. So you need to explain What kind of weird relationship we have with the unicorns. Explain. Why? Because I'm going to tell you right now. I love my cats, but if my cats show human levels of intelligence and the ability to communicate with me and fully understand me, if they think that they are going to get away with using the litter box anymore, we have to talk.
0: So, I I don't know if we talked about this last time, but Alpha Alex is recording in a space that does have a picture of a horse directly above a printer. And it was pointed out to me last time that that horse looks like it's fixing the printer. And I, this entire episode, have not been able to stop looking at that horse because it looks exactly... Like, I'm hoping (laughs) we can get a photo at some point of this horse behind this printer so that y'all can understand the exactness
1: of this... It is, it is pretty powerful. I actually, uh, I, I'm I'm very excited to tell the owner of this office that I'm currently using <laughs> that that observation was made, because they'll never unsee it. They use their Zoom yeah, it, all the time, and I'm so excited for this to haunt them.
0: I, I, I am living proof that you cannot unsee it.
3: Yeah, he really looks like he's just sitting there going, all right, now let me get that error message.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's like, "All right. Uh so have you... I I see that little flashing orange light. Maybe maybe try downloading an update?" <laughs> oh my god.
0: Uh, IT horse is best horse. Yes. We we
1: love IT horse. We need he needs a name. Toby. <laughs> Toby <the> IT horse. <laughs> this one this one is going to be Tobiano.
0: Toby Auto
1: Horse. Well, here's the thing. I have never met anyone that is grumpier and more frustrated in this book series. Yep. And I have never met anyone in my life more grumpy and frustrated than people who work in (laughs) IT. That's true. (laughs) Oh, we didn't even talk
3: about how Toby went back to the Celestial Unicorns after we were told explicitly that Toby can no longer go back to the Celestial unicorns because he's mortal now. Sorry. I had a moment. It's over. He didn't that didn't goodbye. He didn't even say goodbye. He just left us. Yeah,
0: he was just gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they didn't need hearts. the celestial unicorns anymore once they got the royal unicorns.
1: I mean, in fairness, they do talk about how he is the rudest of unicorns. <laughs> yes. You know what they say that he's just He's just honest. blunt.
0: Yeah, he's just saying Yeah. Real shit.
1: He just tells
0: Lori when Lori's being a brat. Exactly. I don't I don't think that's rude. Jenna, yeah. speaking of rudicorns, that doesn't tie in at all. I'm getting so well, you, you bad. you think it doesn't, I keep and try- yet. <laughs> I keep trying to top Alex's Paul Blart of podcasting title with the best segues, and I cannot. So I'm going to give up right now. We're just going to move into a horse quiz.
3: All right. Are you ready? Yes. For unicorn number one. Unicorn number 1 is a light blue horse with a darker blue mane. That's not dark blue, just, you know, slightly darker.
0: Okay, this is a my little pony. No. Okay.
2: You say that every time. I
3: do.
0: I do. It's going to it's going to land one day.
3: His eyes are always closed and his eyelids are a shade of lilac, accompanied by dark eyelashes.
2: Why does this sound familiar? Because it's a
0: My Little Pony.
3: (laughs) When he's shocked, however, his eyes open, with the insides of them being completely white.
0: Is this a toy? No. Okay. His eyelids are closed until, is he an animatronic? Can
2: you shock an animatronic other than electrically?
0: Shock the animatronic.
3: He That's has snake. creamy
1: animatronic unicorn.
3: Rather, he has black hooves and a creamy white muzzle.
1: Oh, this changes. I don't know that, right. that creamy needed to be in that description, but okay. <laughs> you know what?
3: It didn't need to be there, but like I wanted it to be.
1: Ugh.
0: Right. No, I got nothing. What else you got for me?
3: This unicorn is a villager with a very smug personality.
1: Is this an Animal Crossing character? It's got to be. This is an it's Animal Crossing be. character. Damn it! Wh- which one of the Animal Crossing characters are unicorns? I've never gotten any of the unicorns. Oh no!
0: Is this is his name like Mister Uni? No.
3: Okay.
2: Like Uni was the Neopet. Corn yeah. is the villager.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still mad about that.
0: <laughs> uh, I've never played Animal Crossing.
1: Me either. Shockingly, there's not a lot of plot to really worry about. <laughs> But then
2: who tells the stories of the Animals Crossing?
0: The unicorn, I guess <laughs> that his eyes are closed. Tom
3: Nook after he kills them for all their
1: bells. I don't you got, know. You got I'm my bells. You I'm got my bells? Yeah. Be a real shame if you didn't get me my bells. Yeah. With <laughs> bells on.
0: Okay. So let's go to.
2: Google we're
3: gonna do a google yep let me know when you are at the Google site I am at the googs I' ready and go
1: Julian
2: yep
0: nope didn't know that
2: look at him go look at that that sweater vest
1: <laughs> I'm sending I'm sending one of my favorite images of him. In his super cool galaxy sweatshirt.
3: I kind of want that. No, 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 I don't kind of want that. I want that. That For my human body.
2: Yeah, that would, that would. You should have that.
3: Yeah. All right. Are you guys ready for number two?
2: Yes. I don't even know.
3: (laughs) That's fair. Unicorn number two was originally a young boy who was the revered high priest of Elysian. And guardian of the mystical golden crystal of dreams. And whose duty it was to keep it from falling into the hands of any evil being.
0: Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Wanting <laughs> <laughs> a movie called Elysian.
3: Maybe yeah, not. Elysium, I think.
0: Oh, maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. It's Young boy. So does he morph into a unicorn?
3: Um, Yes.
2: Is there a two-hour time limit? No. Then I'm out.
1: I was about to say, it's not Animorphs. It's Alex not animorphs. Care.
2: I don't know what this is. You know, that very common unicorn subplot in Animorphs that people it, just don't talk about a lot.
0: Why don't we make a version of Animorphs where they're all cryptids? You can only be Bigfoot for two hours.
1: Cryptomorphs. Because there's... there's I would anamorph into Jormungund, the serpent that <laughs> cycles the world <laughs> and fix all of my problems with six good chomps. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Damn, I think so small. I
0: know, I know. I was like, I'd be a chupacabra and eat
2: some better goats.
0: watch your goats. Um, watch
2: your says goats every day, but it's finally <laughs> <Yeah>. making sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, no, I have no idea Who morphs into a unicorn Jake <laughs> It's a good guess It's a good guess Okay, uh-huh. alright,
3: alright Okay, when confronted by the evil And envious Queen Helania This unicorn was captured by, by the evil name. queen Of the dead moon and taken prisoner
1: Even yeah, to- I'm not so. even getting Like yeah i'm not even getting i kind of think i know this like i'm completely blank he
3: then transferred his spirit into chibius's dreams for refuge
2: pegasus yes what they
1: didn't cover this in everworld (laughs) i know yeah okay yeah now i'm remembering i how did that's really that's really late in the series how did of Alpha what? Alex go
0: from I have no idea to oh I absolutely know this Ch- 100% Chibiusa. in like That's
1: that's how. Chibiusa. As soon as as soon as I knew that that Chibiusa was in there I was like, "Oh, the one unicorn in Sailor Moon." Yes.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> now,
1: I don't remember shit about the storyline for the unicorn with with in Sailor Moon but I do remember that his name is Pegasus and there's a weird relationship there. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: Why
2: are there so
1: many weird relationships? Because everybody wants to fuck
3: a unicorn, Tim.
2: (laughs) I legit, when you said that super late in the series, I was like, this series of Pegasus? Like,
1: (laughs) what am I missing?
0: (laughs) Super late in the series, Greece,
1: exactly. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. like like what 12? This one comes in like way. This one this one comes in way late in the Sailor Moon series, mm-hmm. like way past when most people stopped watching it. Like in our age cohort, <laughs> like the only people who know that character at this point are like people who are really into Sailor Moon. I, I just I, love, I read I the manga. Al- I
0: didn't
3: keep Alpha watching Alex,
0: it. Alpha Alex just continues to out herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the normal people they quit watching years before i did
3: look man sometimes you find a character who just fucking resonates with you and sometimes that character is a sailor scout
1: so as somebody who is actively still trying to like put together a sailor v cosplay y- yeah <laughs> I'm 31 years old and I'm trying to cosplay Sailor B. There's no reason why
3: you shouldn't.
1: No reason.
2: I legit, a couple years ago, did a pole dance routine as a Sailor Scout. All of us did to the Sailor Moon theme song. And there was a bunch of grown ass adult women doing it. So nice, nice. Dope as hell.
1: Well, I mean, that would also make sense given like the transformation sequence would be like, it's very reasonable.
0: Um, you talk about finding a character that resonates with you.
2: For Tim, it was the 1986 Transformers movie. <laughs> it,
0: was, it was Hot Rod. Yeah. It was Judd Nelson's Hot, Hot Rod. Rod. No, it was, it was Fred Ward in Tremors.
3: Okay. That that yeah. one also tracks for you.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you guys ready? And And Jenna, you are my Kevin Bacon. Listen. There you go.
1: That means in outbound. her eyes, how legitimately touched she was. <laughs> hour. Like there was a moment that I just saw that, like that was that was a resident moment for her. Tim, to...
3: oh my goodness! On that incredibly touching note, are you guys ready for Unicorn Number Three? Yes. Alrighty. Unicorn number three was born sometime before the bombing of London and grew up alongside her rookery brothers, Leo and Griff. Uh,
2: I already want to read whatever this is.
0: Is that a lion and a griffin? Maybe. Or are they also, maybe?
1: The only time I've heard the phrase rookery brothers is in gargoyles, and I don't know if that info helps me here.
0: (laughs) It might. Jonathan Frakes
1: nope xanatos
0: was her name esmeralda
1: broadway
0: broad lexington lexington
1: Lexington. (laughs) um yeah which one of them is a unicorn um
0: (laughs) demona Uh, demona was her name that's what i was trying to not esmeralda demona we saw a really good demona at galaxy con like a really good cosplay of demona
1: Weird, like weaselly looking blonde guy that follows Xanatos around, and I think there's something going on there, but I'm not entirely sure. I've been re watching Gargoyles, guys. You mean Dude, basically
3: the inspiration for Percy?
0: I'm, I need to, I hold on, I'm gonna get in on this Gargoyles rewatch because I remember that show being really, really good. So fucking Bronx. good, it's
3: so fucking good. No,
0: Bronx was the the dog one, right? I think so. I don't remember
1: because the whole shtick is that they don't have names Uh uh-huh yeah so like they were like well we need names because we're in new york now and that apparently changes things for us culturally
0: well who was the main what was the main one the only one who had a name yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah. and then you find out that all of these other
3: ones actually have names and you're like why didn't these guys have fucking names
1: Okay, so clearly okay. this is a Gargoyles okay. reference because I yeah. saw Jenna's eyebrows disappear into her hairline. So like, clearly this is a Gargoyles <laughs> reference. <laughs> right. I'm so trying if... to remember what unicorn I've seen in Gargoyles.
0: But if it's, look at the naming structure. If it's Leo and Griff.
1: Uni, if it's Uni again, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> is it Uni Oh, uh, it's going it to be uni something uni close. Again?
3: It's not Uni.
1: Is it corny? Okay. no unicorn
0: unicorn is it just unicorn
1: no well it's not eunuch that would be awful that would Um. be hilarious
0: (laughs) that would be hilarious okay uh uh horse
1: horn leo griffin corn
0: (laughs) alicorn alicard
3: wrong wrong quiz horn homie
0: yeah i'm sorry i'm getting further away
3: (laughs) horn homie I-
1: Icarus. Well, it's not Pegasus again. Um, Peggy. Peggy Sue. No.
2: Nope. Favorite Hamilton
1: character. Horseface.
2: I I'll, I'll tell horse you
1: that it, like, face. it
2: it's
3: a name that could pass for a human name. Like it could pass for like just a normal name. Jessica. No, but it it is related to the fact that. Um, she's not a human. Peggy, no,
1: no, it's gonna be Eunice,
2: like
1: Close. M- mythic, myth
0: mythical. Uni,
1: I feel like we're waiting for me to get it, and it's not gonna <laughs> happen. Fairy, fairy, fairy tale. <laughs> not Eustace.
3: <laughs> I mean, you're definitely on like the right track as far as what sound you're looking for but no
0: unique
1: no but you're getting closer like the makeup brand (laughs) Una I'm gonna give it to you it's Una
0: Una yeah I don't remember there being a (laughs) is that a human name
1: Una it's used in stardust Una is absolutely a human name well, in fairness, so is Secundus. So, like, I didn't, you know. Well, I that's that's so less, yeah.
0: This is this is where Jenna tells us about her second cousin Una. No. Okay.
3: <laughs> that bitch knows what she did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. I want to rewatch gargoyles now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yes. Let's do it.
0: I remember being a kid and thinking that Riker being in that show was the coolest shit ever. Because it
1: fucking was. Are there any more unicorn questions? Because, like, given that we've had two that I'm like, I have no idea. And then I've been the one to bring <laughs> the answer to to the fold. I, I I don't know. I feel powerful in a way I don't normally.
0: <laughs> I knew I should have brought five today. Well, speaking of cool stuff. Alex, tell us about Molly.
2: The Molly. The Molly. Molly? Wow. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I saw her today. (laughs) I didn't see her today. I just didn't want to start the same (laughs) poor way I did last time. No, uh, Molly's great. Molly is fantastic. And Molly is going to be at Worlds, which is an NBHA show in Georgia. And she is going to be barrel racing her horse, Kit Kat and how how she do this. How do? Molly, how do? That's right, because we sponsor her with the Horse Girls Patreon. That's right. Thanks to you, Patreons. The people who are not Patreons, not thanks to you, but could be thanks to you. Singlethoughtconnection.com, I think. Maybe. There's no way to know. Just Google it. It's fine. Uh, anyways, thanks, thanks to our Patreons, we were able to sponsor her so she can go and show her horse who is Related to Pepto Boonsbowl, the horse on my shelf right here, and achieve her dreams of being able to barrel race and show and do all that cool stuff. So thanks, patrons.
0: What else could patrons get, aside from the joy of knowing that they helped Molly possibly reach her dreams?
2: You want me to tell you about the metal horses in the barn, Tim?
0: I do. I do want you to tell me about the metal horses in the barn. Let me tell you
2: a thing or two about the metal horses in the barn. The first ones... The first ones are the ones we hand-raised ourselves from foals. That's right, it's Musha McGraw, Big Thick Martingale, and Beta Ray Philly. Those are our horses, but you know what? You could get a horse. Just like Nate, who has Hot Lava SpaghettiOs. Or Stevie Lake's boyfriend, Philip D. Keating, who has Iron Meriden. Or Anonymous Steve, who I will no longer dox, who has Dale Donuts Third, Or like Matt Alman, who has Bag. Or like Songheart, who has Silver Flame, or like Scott, who has Ronnie.
0: I feel like your heart was really in that one. Yeah,
2: it was. It was super in that one. Yeah, I would tell you if my heart wasn't in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know that you would.
0: Uh, I I have. <laughs> so funny, funny bit. If you'd like to know more about Alex not having her heart in it, then go listen to some Animorphs Anonymous. Some recent Animorphs Anonymous episodes.
2: Listen, I just th- my Uber driver was trying to have a conversation. My heart wasn't in it. <laughs> I can't pretend.
3: Feeling <sighs> soul.
2: <sighs> yeah, but you know what? My heart is super in, like super duper in. Your chest—it's bringing this podcast oh. to an end. Also, my chest. Sorry. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. But also bringing this podcast to an end, similarly, to the way that I guess the Kraken was ended in this book. Actually, by, you
0: know a by, a by a frog. By frog.
2: I take that back. This podcast is ending way more epically than that. Thank you for listening to Horse Girls. If you want to know when new episodes are posted or share your observations of this positively academic podcast, follow us on Facebook at Horse Girls Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Horse Girls Cast. If you want to buy some radical shirts and things, visit DuckDuckJenna.com, America's favorite search engine to search for one thing, and that is Horse Girls merch. Alpha Alex, I wish to search for you, and I wish to succeed. How how do
1: Well, it depends entirely on if you are looking for my melodious voice or if you are looking for me physically in person to beat up for that money I owe you. Uh, If you are trying to beat me up for the money that uh, I owe Alex, uh, you can find me at Alpha Comics and Games at Willow Lawn in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, That is the number one place to find me physically and beat me up to get money for Alex. Um, if you would like to just hear my melodious voice and you have no interest in breaking my kneecaps with a crowbar, you can find me at Quid Pro Roll, uh, which is an actual play Dungeons and Dragons—well, it's TTRPG at this point—an actual play TTRPG podcast that was very much about dragons and was a very serious podcast uh, before my players happened. Now it's about wrestling, self-care, and a very exhausted team of NPCs desperately trying to get these heroes to finish their quest.
0: This is this is the part where Jenna tells you the legal disclaimer to not go attack Alpha Alex for money.
1: Oh please don't actually break my kneecaps. I'm I'm already creaky and sore all the time <laughs> as pain <Amy laughs> my joints.
3: Yeah, the Alexes can sort their shit out one on one.
1: Be a horn duel. Yeah. And like I
2: I don't think Alpha I Alex think actually owes something. me any money. So I think we're Oh started. yeah,
1: I don't. I don't. You don't. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I do not know oh. you money. You know, you
0: know what? I do want to talk about this. I didn't talk about this. The idea of unicorns sword fighting with their horns is the funniest thing I've ever heard cuz like you've got one attack and it's the straight on attack. Yeah. But these guys are doing the side to
1: side like they're going like to cut they're somebody. They're straight up
3: giraffeing each other.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. The idea of giraffing with a horn on your head is distressing for me somehow. Can't be the only person we're looking for. Like, clearly, everyone also wants to find y'all.
3: Uh, I mean, yeah. I need to know this giraffe information first.
2: Uh, when, when giraffes are neck fighting because they don't actually have a voice box and can't actually make their own sound, the grunting that they're making is just the air coming out of their throat from the
1: impact of the other neck. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with this information now that I have it. Giraffe Dude, that's so.
2: Just keep it that's, in the box.
1: That's so not tough. I'll be over here with my. Ready to make the notes for my fully artist work I'm about to do for <laughs> giraffe fights. <laughs> Slap
3: yourself in the throat every now and then.
0: <laughs> so it's like those chickens where you like. You squeeze them, and then they go, like, that's what I imagine.
2: No, those legit have a little, like, voice modulator squeaker thing. Drafts just have air. They just, like, it's just like a, Hoop, like, just a impact noise and, like, air rushing out.
0: That's not as fun.
2: They're, the impact of a draft deck is really intense, by the way. Yeah. Like, they hit real hard. I, they so, also only have seven vertebrae, just like us. They're yeah. just very long.
0: I do imagine them like coiling around each other whenever they do it.
2: They like lean down and like whip their necks back.
0: So where can people find the rest of us
2: in giraffe necks? Patreon <laughs> for more giraffe facts, which is something. We just do constantly on our Patreon. It's at singlethoughtconnection.com, T-H-O-T, or you can go to horsegirls.club. There's also a plethora of other things we can offer you, like content, uh, which I think most people would say is either Twilight or horse-related, but I think there might be some giraffe facts in there. You should check it out. Uh, anyways, if you want to find us another other podcasts, you can. If you like D&D, check out the Botch podcast and Dungeons and Beams. If you like Animorphs, check out Animorphs Anonymous. Also, if you like... I skipped the D&D one, that's okay. This is actually Pokemon Tabletop United. Suck it. We're on late starters. It's fantastic. If you are be twitched by Jenna, check out Jenna's Twitch at twitch.tv slash... Genic chill with one L, and like I don't want to say anything, but Tim did lie to me last time about getting the Dremel because I can see that sign there mocking me with two L's, two of them. Tim lied to me.
0: We, Tim, see it too. We, we came up with a better alternate plan.
2: There is no better alternate plan.
0: I don't know. I think you'll like this one.
2: Is it fine? The second L.
0: I will explain it to you once we've done it.
2: All right. This is the worst game of I'll tell you when you're older I've ever played. If you want to hear more of Tim's Appalachian Lying to My Face voice, he's on such podcasts as The Way We Haunt Now, Tunnels, Haunted Hell, House of Horrors, and Horror Shop Radio, and you can find him there. If you think our episode art is hella cute, it's because it is. It was created by Casey D., who writes and illustrates a webcomic called Beside You, which you can read for free at BesideYouComic.com. May the nuts ever stick to your roof.